0: Do you need treatment or surgery? There's no need to wait or travel abroad. Receive treatment at Kingsbridge Private Hospital in Belfast or Ballykelly under the Northern Ireland Planned Healthcare Scheme at potentially no cost. Why wait? Text HELLO to 51777 or visit kingsbridgeprivatehospital.com for further information.
1: Encore with Shannon Fogarty. Arts and entertainment for the Midlands. With the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities.
2: It is Thursday evening, and that means it is time for the Midlands Dedicated Arts Show Encore with me, Shannon Fogarty. This show brings you the absolute best of what's happening in the arts in Leash Offley and Westmeath. To get in touch, pop me a text or WhatsApp to 083 30 10 103. You can follow us across all of our social media channels at Midlands 103. Or if you want to be a part of the show, you can email me, encore at midlands103.com. We have a very packed show tonight, so we are going to delve into the sound of Rodgers and Hammerstein concert with Emmett Cahill it's all about music and youth empowerment with the Electric Youth Music and Arts Initiative on the show tonight an exciting film programme coming to Esker Arts Centre with the Irish Film Institute and the Creative Ireland Lee Short Film Bursary Award winner will join me later on on the show as well Let's start the show with a treat for all the music enthusiasts out there. Get ready to step into the world of timeless Broadway classics as we delve into the sound of Rodgers and Hammerstein, a concert that is set to grace the stage at the National Concert Hall on September 6th. I'm thrilled to have Wes Mead's the talented singer, Emma Cahill, who is one of the stars who will be taken to the stage alongside the internationally acclaimed soloist, Celine Byrne and Anna Jane Casey. And he joins me all of the way over from the States right now. Emmett, the sound of Rodgers and Hammerstein promised to be an enchanting evening. How do you feel? What sort of excitement is going on about putting on this 80th anniversary celebration?
3: Uh, I'm really excited about it. First off because, you know, I'm a big fan of musical theatre and Broadway, but particularly this era of Broadway music. Like this is, this music is very much like the golden age of Hollywood for anyone who likes those old brilliant films like the sound of music and Oklahoma and Carousel and you know all this kind of classic music that has sort of lasted the ages. This is definitely the concert for you. Um, really excited about it because I I grew up listening to all this music. You know, aside from Irish music, of course. And my dad used to play old records of all these shows, and um, I've I've been hearing them since I was a kid. So to be singing them now with the with the RT Concert Orchestra in the in the National Concert Hall is going to be going to be a great. Um, a sense of excitement for me it's my first time actually singing in the concert hall believe it or not so looking forward to that as well
2: so it's kind of like a personal journey and to be to be where you are is is incredible is it a dream of yours to kind of end up on this stage with the the orchestra
3: it it has been something I've I, I've wanted to do for quite a while you know I, I suppose as people may know who maybe follow me online and um, I spend a lot of my time in America and I've actually had the great honor of singing with a lot of orchestras over here but to be singing at home you know in ireland for an irish audience um and with with the concert orchestra as well obviously is really really special and you know even my folks you know they don't get to see me in concert too often so they're they're delighted that i'm doing a couple of things close at home so and this this really is is the music they love as well so yeah on a personal level um we're absolutely thrilled but you know, as I said, to be to be singing to an Irish audience is something that I actually don't get to do too often. So, really looking forward to it now.
2: And how did you find growing up in the Midlands and wanting to have a career like this? Did you find that there was many opportunities for you here?
3: Um, I suppose starting out, you don't, you're not maybe really seeking, you know, the opportunities that I'd be looking for now. And that you know, you're growing up. You know, music was just a huge part of my life. I was at St Finian's College in Mullingar. I was on the music scholarship there, the Schola Cantorum, and I used to go and sing at weddings with my dad. And, you know, I suppose singing was part of daily life, the same as, you know, school and football and, you know, everything else. So I I didn't really think about it too much. I suppose I realized then, you know, in my early 20s, when I first came out to America, that sort of sky's the limit here because it's such a huge country and there's, you know, um, there's huge opportunities, obviously, for the... Irish here, you know. I came out was doing Irish music with Celtic Thunder, and then in later years with my own uh, concerts as well. And there's such a love for the music here that, you know, you could you could play the same town, you know, you could sorry, you could, you could tour here for ten years and never play the same town twice. It's it's one of those things. So. Um, you know there is massive opportunity here, and but as I said, I, I just haven't had the chance to really come home and spend a lot of time in Ireland and and tour there. But hopefully, th- maybe maybe um, this concert will be the start of more things in Ireland. And uh, you know, people are always asking me when are you coming home to do stuff. You always seem to be out in America, and it's it's it, it's just you kind of as you mentioned there, you have to kind of go where the opportunities are. And and thus far, they seem to have been out here in the states and and, and in Canada as well. So. Um, but that's not to say I, I love coming home, as I said, the chance to sing in Dublin or to sing in Mullingar or anywhere in Ireland is always something I, I, I try and make happen when I can.
2: And it's exciting to know that you have those opportunities over in the States, because I know there'll be a few musicians over here that it would only die to have those chances over there. But do you feel yeah. like you're more nervous now to perform at home than you would be over there?
3: <laughs> um I, I don't know if I don't know if nervous is the word. I think more it's it, it's a funny one when you go out. Like I'm not used to going out to a theater and like seeing 20 people that know me since I was a kid. So like that is going to be it's like when I gig in Mullingar, you know, like you know my my school teachers down there, or the lad who coached me football or my family or whatever is there, you know. So that it, it, it's definitely a little bit different for sure and you're kind of maybe a little bit more you know, wanting everything to go absolutely 100% uh, right um, because because people know you for so many years. And I suppose in the, in the States, particularly when you go into new areas, you're a little bit more anonymous in a way and, and they're just getting to know you there and then on the night. Um, so it, it, it definitely is different, but... Um, as I said, at the same time, I, I think playing in Ireland is is really, really special. And um, yeah, ironically enough, I, I've done far more away from home than, than at home. I was talking about it last week in an interview. I've kind of done the career in reverse in a way. I've kind of started in America and now I'm starting to do more in Ireland. But um, listen, I, I'm not going to complain about that. It's It's been a brilliant journey so far and, and uh, yeah, lots more to come.
2: And we are all extremely excited to be able to see you perform at home. And I know the RTE uh, concert orchestra and the conductor Niall Kinsella—they play a significant role in bringing this whole musical celebration to life. How have you found working with them and all the preparations?
3: It's it's been great. You know, we'll um, work work with Niall. I've worked with him before. He's a, he's a, he's an excellent piano player as well, and I've I've done some recordings with him. And um, of course, on the night we have Celine Byrne, who's. Ireland's opera star really she's had a huge opera career over in Europe um and have Anna Jane Casey who's done huge stuff on the West End so um you know we're, we're it's kind of like these three different worlds sort of colliding from from West End and opera and then I've kind of been this a uh, hybrid of, of of the Irish and Broadway thing over here um so yeah it, it, it look it, it's going to be great I mean like as I was saying there like it is my, actually my first time singing in Dublin's National Concert Hall. You know, I've been lucky enough to do Carnegie Hall and do other places over here, but the, the National Concert Hall is one that has eluded me so far. So um, that's going to be extra special as well, you know.
2: And there's one question I ask of all of my guests. But what are you looking forward to the most?
3: Um, What am I looking forward to the most? I think for me, you know... When I get out and perform, you know, and you're in the midst of a concert, I, th- I love the fact that I kind of get to to kind of shut everything else off and just go out and be present and perform. I mean, I, I'm I'm someone who's probably at my most nearly relaxed when I'm performing. Like people say to me, you know, you know, they get nervous at the concerts is it kind of stressful. You know, you're up there and there's so many moving parts, but I'm definitely at my most relaxed nearly when I'm on stage because I'm, I'm there. I can only be there in one moment, in one place. And I get to interact with the audience and take them on a journey. And, you know, I, I, I've, I've spoken about this a lot recently. Like, I, I think people love that sense of escapism when they come to a concert. They love to go on the journey with the singer and kind of um, kind of leave their worries at the door, if you know what I mean. And um you know, I, I love the fact that I'm I'm able to kind of take people with me on the journey through the song, through the character, and for the you know they're generally there with you every step of the way, and I think it's a very sort of rare and unique thing, you know, particularly singing and performing a public that you get to do that, and you have people's undivided attention, and and you get you, you can kind of give them that experience for. The couple of hours. Um, So I I love that. And I I love kind of observing the reactions of the audience as well, even mid song, not just hopefully the big applause at the end. It's kind of to see them follow along the steps of the journey through the night or through the particular song. So uh, that's that's what I really um, get a buzz from.
2: And it's great to be in the moment with the crowd as well. And I mean, as you said, it's an escape for them as well as you. So it'll be a very exciting night. And for the 80th anniversary of this incredible concert, where can our listeners get tickets?
3: Um, You can check it out on nch.ie or you can go to my website, emmichal.com. I do know at this point there's literally a handful of tickets left. It seems to have really shot up in the last week or so. So, yeah, I'd love to see folks in the Midlands grab the last few and... um, and come up and see us uh, it's going to be going to be a really enjoyable night
2: Don't forget to mark your calendar for the spectacular The Sound of Rogers and Hammerstein concert at the National Concert Hall on September 6th I was very lucky to be joined by Emmett Cahill there but coming up on Encore here on Midlands 103 we'll talk all things electric youth music and arts initiative at this year's Electric Picnic
1: Encore on Midlands Win83. Your arts and entertainment for the Midlands with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com.
2: You are listening to Encore with Shannon Fogarty and now let's dive into the world of creativity, music and youth empowerment here on Midlands 103. Joining me now is Clive Davies, the Regional Director of Youth Work Ireland Leash to talk about the Electric Youth Music and Arts Initiative. This incredible collaboration along with Electric Picnic and Leash Offaly Education and Training Board has been sparking excitement and fostering talent among the young people of Leash since 2018. This initiative is giving young artists a unique opportunity opportunity to shine and perform on the iconic Hazelwood stage at Electric Picnic this year. Clive, we will dive right in and start with what is this initiative and how has it impacted the young people of Leash?
0: So the initiative is called Electric Youth and this is its fourth year now um, happening and we are so delighted to have it. It is Young people who um, can sing or can perform a spoken word or rap or in a band or whatever they might be. And it's about showing their talents off and getting a place on the Hazelwood stage in this year's Electric Picture.
2: And it's such an incredible opportunity to be able to say I'm, you know, performing on the Hazelwood stage at Electric Picnic. And I guess what inspired oh the collaboration between Youthwork Ireland Leash, Electric Picnic and Leash Offaly Education and Training Board for this initiative?
0: I suppose the reason behind the initiative was that uh, Youth Ireland and Leash have always been a, 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 a musical um, uh, organisation. There's always young people who are expressing themselves through music. And we really wanted to get a platform to highlight the amazing uh, upcoming talents that are that are that are in leash and the surrounding counties because over the last couple of years we're seeing more and more young people com- from coming from counties outside of the county as well, which is lovely um but also to showcase them so it was the conversations we' have a good relationship with electric picnic and we've a good relationship with melvin ben and um Anton Cullen and Flora Flora McKeddy from Electric Picnic and all three were delighted to get involved again this year.
2: And it's a great sort of initiative because it fosters that creativity and I know Electric Picnic have a commitment to the local community as well so to be able to to bring this to life is incredible.
0: Exactly because like show... Like I think of like, people getting onto the stage and the nervous young people that we have like who entered the competition. And I think it's important to say as well that we're, we're, we're not always looking for the band that has played gigs before. We're not always looking for the band that is uh, fully polished. Sometimes we want this to be maybe their first time gigging or their first time performing and that this can be the springboard for them that gets them to the next step.
2: And so what other sort of opportunities does the electric youth competition provide for them beyond the chance of just being able to perform on the Hazelwood stage at electric picnic
0: well that that, that the, the electric youth competition that, that that's what the, what the winning prize is that, that they will they will perform on the Hazelwood stage and they will get the exposure then from around it you know and that's what's so so um, good about it you know And then also we have the uh, electric youth arts, um, piece as well, whereby we have young people at the minute um, creating uh, an installation that will go into Electric Picnic as well.
2: Oh my God, that is that is amazing! And you know, do we have a little teaser as to what that's going to be, or do we have to wait and see on uh at Electric Picnic?
0: Well, you know what, I can give you a little a little teaser because I'm at, I'm after tripping over wire a minute ago, and I think that's <laughs> oh no. what I think I think that was a bit of it, and it's about creating. Um, so they're creating a family, uh, a fa- a family of conquerors.
2: Okay. Hmm. That's interesting. So oh, I like that. We get a yeah. little teaser here now. You know, an exclusive on yeah. Anchor. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, no. I say it could be conquerors today. It could be horse chestnuts tomorrow. <laughs> you don't know what it be the end, but, but, um, but today it's conquerors, and about creating a different world of people who might live under a tree.
2: Okay. Oh, I like that. I'm very excited to see that now at Electric Picnic.
0: Yeah, so we've an amazing artist, uh, Emma Murphy, um, and she has come on board this year to support us. And I suppose we wouldn't have that, we wouldn't be able to have the artist in or have all the other bits and pieces that come with us without the support of the NOETB and, of course, um, Electric Picnic Festival Festival Republic. And we can't but thank them for that, you know, because... It's opportunities like this that allow the young people that we work with, prim- primarily disadvantaged young people, get a platform to the next level.
2: And that's just it; it's an opportunity that never would have been given before. So you know, for the yeah. for the young yeah. generation these days to be able to jump at those, is you know, a dream come true for some of them.
0: Exactly, and it's also like we also have some young people who will be helping out with the sound at night. Uh, one young person wants to wants to work in in sound engineering. And uh, that's what his hope is down down the line. So he's going to be helping out, helping out, doing some of the sound on the night. So our sound engineer will will use him as an apprentice on on the on the on the night to, to do it as well. So we try to look at it, look look at it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say that if there's anyone out there, any young people that are in a band or the band is starting, it's a single band as individual, a solo artist, or there's three or four people in the band you can still get involved and that is by email emailing ey at YWI leash.com
2: so i know there's obviously been an application process and selections are ongoing because the grand final is friday
0: yeah so so the, the, the grand final is friday so the heats are taking place on wednesday the 23rd and 24th and then the grand final takes place on friday the 25th
2: how has the selection process gone for this
0: the selection process is ongoing. So, what we're doing at the moment is uh, we won't put a stop onto the applications until Friday the 18th, um, and then on Friday 18th we will look at all the applications that come in. Some of the some of the people that have been applied for so far know that we're, we have a meet and greet on Saturday between four and six in the in in Leash and they're coming to that. Um, I suppose it's important to say that. They have to be able to attend all the different events in order to in order to qualify to be in the competition, and and now it's down to meeting them on meeting them on Saturday the nineteenth and getting to see them and seeing what acts will work together and you know because the competition the winner is not only based on 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 how they sound but it's also about how they work with others, how they get on with the sound engineers, are they polite, are they nice, are they singing covers, are they original, are they putting a twist on a cover? There's a lot of stuff that goes into picking the winner.
2: And it's true because it's not just about as they sound, it's everything above and beyond that. And that's that's what makes a performance as well.
0: Yeah, like it's the, you know, it's like, I suppose years ago we'd have the you'd have the, the stories about certain band members who weren't the nicest or whatever. But I think nowadays, you know, we we, we all want to work together. And and at the end of the day, they are representing who Card and Leash on the stage of of Hazelwood. So we want to make sure that the that the band that performs and wins is is knows about us and is will do their utmost to um. Uh, represent us on the stage,
2: and I'm sure whatever winner that you you decide on will be absolutely incredible on the night as well. And as you said, this initiative is in its fourth year. Where do you see this going? What does the future hold for it?
0: I I see I see it expanding every every year. So like opening it up to more than just leash was was a big step for us. You know now that's not saying that there's not enough acts in leash to hold it, but I do think by it is such an amazing opportunity and to have the the wider the wider counties going to get involved it's so important for us as well um and especially when they're coming from the grassroots uh, youth organizations that are working with them building them up building them up from and some gaining skills um, I don't you know maybe maybe we will we'll soon have a, a youth a youth garden stage in electric picnic who knows wow. you know? but you know, I, I'm, I'm, we're so lucky to have the great connections in Electric Picnic, you know, to work with us and to, to get things going. And do you know what? Electric Picnic is great for the county.
4: Yes. You know, Yeah.
0: it's great to have this major music festival in Leash that we're not, that Leash is recognised for something other than the Rocket on the Maze, a prison, do you know, that we're now recognised for having the biggest music festival in Ireland.
2: And it's one of the best and I'm very excited to be able to be going to it this yeah. year. And I'm very excited to see on the Hazelwood stage who the winner is going to be of this incredible initiative. Clive, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight and telling us all about it.
0: You're so much you're so welcome, Shannon. Thank you so much for having me on. It's great to chat.
2: And that was Clive Davies The Regional Director of Youth Work Ireland Leash Very happy to have him on the show Have you got your tickets To Electric Picnic yet? Let me know 083 30 10 103 Coming up after this quick break We'll find out about A film programme That's coming to the Esker Arts Centre
0: Do you need treatment or surgery? There's no need to wait Or travel abroad Receive treatment At Kingsbridge Private Hospital In Belfast or Ballykelly Under the Northern Ireland Planned Healthcare Scheme At potentially no cost Why wait? Text Hello to 51777 or visit kingsbridgeprivatehospital.com for further information.
1: Encore, brought to you by the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. From the greatest gigs to the best community shows, enjoy it all in the comfort of our newly refurbished theatre. Your
2: theatre, our home, deancrowtheatre.com You are listening to Shannon Fogarty with Encore here on Midlands 103. And imagine stepping back in time through the magic of film To witness Offaly's story unfold from the era of silent cinema to the contemporary times we live in. Well, on Thursday, September 7th at 8pm, experience IFI's Local Films for Local People, and Offaly miscellany. And what better guide to lead us through the cinematic journey than Sineva O'Flynn, the Head of Irish Film Programming at the Irish Film Institute. Sineva, thank you so much for coming on the show this evening. Can you tell us a little bit more about this upcoming event and what attendees can expect from this unique film programme? I can, of course, Shannon. Yeah, so the the programme is part of our
4: Local Films for Local People project. So that's where we curate programmes from the IFI Irish Film Archive that are county specific. So we dig in and we uh, look for collections that would have been made in or about a particular county. So an Offaly miscellany is just that. It's films made in and about Offaly. From the 1920s through to pretty much the present day.
2: And is there any particular reason why you've decided to do it for Offaly? Well, we haven't done it yet. And
4: <laughs> so we're, I mean, over the past number of years, we've been kind of gradually um, approaching various counties and, uh, you know, d- d- ticking them all off as we go. And we were very, interested to see the opening of the new Esker Arts Centre. So it seems like an ideal opportunity to, to bring a programme there and the people there uh, have been enormously receptive uh, to the programme. So I'm really looking forward to bringing it down there.
2: And I have to say, everyone over at the Esker Arts Centre in Tullamore have been incredible from the second they've opened to now, even to me, I have been so lucky to be able to work with some of them. And I know the programme that you guys are going to be putting on, it covers a wide range of films from silent cinema to recent times. How has it been picking the certain films to, to put on?
4: Well, um, it's, it's always nice to be able to pull in various kinds of films. So within the Offaly program, we have professional productions and amateur productions and sound and silent. Um, but t- to be honest, the, the there is a considerable volume of silent material and I've been really pleased that we've been able to uh, work with Attract a Brady, a local musician uh, who is going to accompany the silent work. So, um, there are occasions where you can show a silent film if it's short enough, you can just show it, and contemporary audiences will um, respond to it. But because there's a good deal of material here, we figured that it would really benefit from uh, a, a local musician playing work that will kind of um, warm the way for the material. You know, it'll enhance people's response to it. So. Um, that that's, you know, how we, we went about curating the program. The the professional films we have in would be cinema newsreels from the 1950s and 60s, uh, made by Grey Lynn. So Irish language newsreels that some of your, I won't say older listeners, but listeners possibly over the ages, kind of 65, 70, may remember these newsreels in cinemas uh, in the 1960s. So um, we have a film of uh, um, the, the opening of the Bored Móna factory and uh, film of Offaly beating Dublin in a GAA league uh, match. And uh, so, you know, interesting to see, you know, what people were looking at and how Offaly was being presented in cinemas back in the early 1960s.
2: And you're covering a wide range of genres there, which is incredible. I mean, even between sports and the opening of Bored Móna as well. So how many films will be on display on the night? Sure. Well, we have the newsreels
4: as I mentioned. So we have a number of different stories from that newsreel series. We have uh, films made by Father Moran, who was a parish priest in Dangham in the 1950s. We have the uh, films, a series of films from the National Museum of Ireland collection, uh, which is a really interesting of kind of folk life films, uh, documenting various agricultural practices that were dying at the time. And then uh, we. Also, have film made by the Mixed Bag Media company. So, Garrett Daly and his uh, colleagues in Mixed Bag Media made a beautiful film called Personal Space. That's uh, practically brand new, and it's a series of profiles of people uh, from Offaly um, that is presented in a very cinematic fashion. So, altogether, you know there are short; they're generally short films. So, there would be um, between eight and ten short films. And I guess the other kind of interesting thing about the material is not only do they represent different film forms but they, they have derived from very different um, film stocks so they would have been on 16 millimeter, on 35 millimeter films for cinema, um, Father Moran would have worked on 16 uh, mil. the more contemporary material would have been shot digitally but with These various films, they have been pulled together by my technical colleague, Angel Kreuter, uh, who will have pulled them together and uh, created a format that will screen beautifully in the Esker Arts Centre. So, you know, there's various people between Angel and the people in the archive who we work alongside who would take the original film formats and digitise them. There's a whole army of people uh, behind uh, the materials as well, of course, as the people who made them in the first
5: place.
2: And that's just it. I mean, the quality of, of how films and that were made and even the newsreels to what they are today, it's a you know a massive improvement as well. But to be able to look back at the history that those have made is incredible. So to have the team there that have put all the work in to put all of this together, I, it's going to be an incredible day for anyone that wants to attend. And as far as I know, it's a free event. It is. Yeah,
4: absolutely. And do you know, here we are chatting about it. I believe it's sold out, which is <laughs> super. Um, but I hope people won't be disappointed. We, we, we must, by hook or by crook, chat about how we, we might reprise the, the presentation. But uh, it will be, I think, a super evening. And as you say, yeah, it's showing kind of aspects of the history of uh, Offley but also of the, the history of film production. And sorry, I must mention, the, the earliest film that we're showing, of course, is a fascinating piece. Uh, It's about a turf cooperative in Brackna in County Offaly. Now, it's a film that we had in the collection. We knew bits and pieces about it that we could kind of read from the film at face value. But a local historian, Lawrence Fulham, is going to come along and introduce that for us. Um, So he has done incredible work on the film and understands what it represents and what is going on in this film that has all sorts of interesting historical strands made in the early 1920s. You know, it's made at the time of the, the founding of the modern Irish state and the, the, the cooperative contributed towards fundraising uh, uh, endeavours for the the, the, the the fledgling government. So Lawrence will be there to, to bring good, strong, historical, local knowledge to the programme so it's not just me um, uh, reading stuff at face value. And what we also really welcome is... Uh, local knowledge. so we can show these films and we can know a certain amount, but I have no doubt that the people who are viewing in the audience uh, will have far more uh, on the ground knowledge of what is being represented and we you know look forward to uh, getting their feedback on what, what is presented in the program.
2: And I think that'll be the most exciting part of it is to hear what people have to say about what they've seen and sort of what emotions that it brought up for them either in their childhood or as growing up, you know, what mm-hmm. what they'd been through, what their families had been through and, and that sort of thing. So that'll be very interesting to find out. I love finding out uh, stories about things like those. I just think they're fascinating because you never know what someone is going to come out with and what, you know, impact it had on their life.
4: Absolutely. And perhaps I suppose the Father Moran collection um, is probably most generously populated. So he was a parish priest and he had a camera and he would document uh, his parishioners at fair days and Corpus Christi processions and so on. So there's, I would hope there's a possibility that people will see, possibly not themselves, possibly, but more likely to see their their mothers and grandmothers and, and so on uh, who would have been attending these events in... Uh, dangan uh in in the 1950s and 60s so i think that's pretty exciting where there's the the possibility of recognition there in the audience
2: and that's very true because you know whenever you do see someone you know on the tv screen or even listening to them on the radio you're like oh my god that's them yeah (laughs) Yeah. so yeah it can be very very moving and it's kind
4: of extraordinary when you know, at a time when people didn't have their own cameras, they weren't certainly weren't taking selfies the way we do constantly, but the, the, the people within the community who were likely to afford cameras might have been the local doctor or the local priest, and they had a sense of community responsibility. So they did document at these events where the community came out to, to work and play. So um, there's a chance that people may see themselves uh, and may see their forebears who they might never have seen before in, in, as an image, as a moving image, Um, So there's, you know, it could be very interesting indeed.
2: And there's so much history that people are going to be able to see, and it's very exciting to have this. And I know uh, the title is an uh, an awfully miscellany, so that basically explains the fact that there's going to be so much range and diversity of content during this program. Yeah,
4: absolutely. And um, you know, audiences, contemporary audiences who might have, I don't know, been watching Barbie or Oppenheimer or whatever. You know, they, they 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 have. Uh, certain expectations I would you know let people know a lot of this material is older material it might have been made for a particular purpose and um, you know not first and foremost to entertain so you know people will just kind of sit down and expect to be kind of transported into the past but kind of gently and quietly in some cases uh, rather than you know with, with any kind of zippity do da fast editing and you know and what people are used to in cinema today so it'll be kind of an interesting alternative experience um, and what is uh, most interesting and most rewarding about these kinds of events is their community events so people are coming together and together they're recognizing um, and sharing community memory of what went before so you know I am certainly looking forward to, to the screening.
2: And it's very exciting. It's all happening on Thursday, September 7th at 8 p.m. in the Esker Arts Centre. Sneva, thank you so much for coming on and telling us all about it. And I hope you enjoy the night.
4: Thank you, Shana.
2: I was delighted to have Sneva on chatting all about local films for local people and awful, an awfully miscellany happening in the Esker Arts Centre. If you're going, let me know. 083 30 10 103. But coming up after this quick break, we chat all about the Creative Ireland Lee Short Film Bursary Award 2023. Encore on Midlands
1: 183, thanks to the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone, with a wide range of flexible spaces, expertise, and facilities to make your live stage production, corporate event, or community function a success. Your theatre, our home. DeanCrowTheatre.com.
2: Welcome back to Encore here on Midlands 103 with Shannon Fogarty and sticking with the topic of film, the Creative Ireland Leash Short Film Bursary Award 2023 has been awarded to Leashborn born creative Ashling Conroy and Dr Yvonne Hennessy for Thresholds. I have on the line Murney Conlon who's a Leash Arts Officer for Leash County Council and one of the winners Ashling Conroy. Congratulations, first off, on being awarded the Creative Ireland Leash Film Bursary 2023 for your documentary Thresholds. How was that moment when you found out you'd won? Oh, great. Um, just delighted
5: to uh, have the opportunity to make the documentary. I've um, been thinking about this idea for a couple of years. So, when we saw the advertisement for the docu- documentary, myself and um, Yvonne jumped at the chance to apply for it. Um, So, yeah, just really thrilled. Looking forward to getting stuck into it. Um, And I think it's just a subject that's dear to both of our hearts. So, yeah, looking forward to it.
2: So it explores the lives of an undertaker and a midwife, two very different career paths. How do they merge together to form this documentary? Yeah,
5: yeah. So I suppose... um, You know, we're looking at those professions of the midwife and the undertaker, um, and I suppose these are the kind of unsung heroes that we often forget about, um, you know, that guide us into the living world and through to our demise, Um, and yeah, you know, they, they really act as a guiding light and accompanying us through this passage of living and dying, and of course they obviously help families through the most joyful moments during birth, and obviously at the darkest times when a death occurs and so I think a few of us us realize you know the positive impact that they provide um, during these kind of very natural but also very profound moments and I think that's what we're really trying to portray um, in this documentary.
2: And I'll be excited to see it now and Moeran tell me more about this award that you'd given out so the Creative Ireland Leash Film Bursary 2023 tell me more about it.
6: Well, uh, thank you very much, Shannon, for having us on. It's great to have such a good news story uh, to share with the listeners. Um, We're—it's uh, it's a really important bursary. Uh, this is our third year awarding it, uh, and it's funded under the Creative Ireland programme. And uh, it, it awards uh, €10,000 to a Leash-born or based filmmaker uh, and uh, the production company. And so, so this particular film is, it's the first time we've, we've uh, uh, had a short documentary film. In the past, the past two awards were dramas and, uh, you know, so there was a fictional, um, you know, writing involved in that. This is a very different departure for us. So that's tremendously exciting. And to have uh, a team uh, like uh, Ashlyn Conroy and Yvonne Hennessy uh to the fore in, in putting this this proposal together is just tremendously exciting. I mean I've known Ashling very well uh, through a number of uh her 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 uh, practices and uh down the down the years and we've worked very closely together and Yvonne has I, I've I've known about Yvonne so this is our first opportunity to work so closely with Yvonne. So to have to leash women uh, to the fore in 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 bringing this film to fruition is tremendously exciting, and they are very ambitious. You know, they're 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 wishing to, once the film is is in the can and all the rest of it, they're they're ambitious for it. They're they're planning to uh, enter it into into film competitions and uh, festivals because that's extremely important when it comes to highlighting and promoting. Um, Promoting films, so we're thrilled to have such a ambitious, dynamic uh, crew uh, on board for this this film, and it's uh, it's just it's just so exciting. Our panel members, Arthur Lappin, the very well known film producer uh, based in uh, Abbey Leaks, um, he he has uh, got a, a whole myriad of. Of blockbusters to his name as a producer, including um, My Left Foot, of course, and then yeah. Michael David McKernan is a previous winner with us. He was he worked with uh, with Michal Fleming as, as he was the producer on uh, Michal's film uh, Superhuman, which was the 2021 recipient, um, and that was a tremendously exciting film. Then the 2022 awardees were Dennis McArdle, writer and director, and uh, David Butler for The Light Within. So uh, that will be, I've seen the cut for that. So that's going to be um, screened later this year. And Dennis and David are entering that for competitions also and for film festivals. So it's putting such a positive light on our county as a creative hub and a very good place to make film. Um, and that really was the, um, that's the ambition for this, this bursary that we focus on the positive things of our County. And we so many creatives in the County as well. There's a leash media network that was established as a result of these uh, competitions and, uh, that we have, we have a lot of people in the county who work professionally in film. It's, it's extraordinary. So all those people get a chance then to work on these films then uh, in due course. And we hope that we will attract a little bit more international film to our county. That will be the long-term ambition of bursaries like this.
2: And I have to say, the quality of filmmaking within the Midlands itself is, as you said, it's breathtaking because there's such talent, regardless if it's actors or cameramen or whatever. It's amazing to see the talent that we have. And I'm very excited because, Ashling, I know you you yourself have been involved in animation and short film projects, including the award-winning Bardo. So how do you think your experience and background is going to help with this documentary?
5: Yeah, like I I think... um it's a very kind of different this will be my debut documentary, live action. Um so I think, yeah, look, every production is difficult, I think, um, and it's, there's always a lot of hard work and certainly with animation, um there's a, a lot of experience there working with crew and directing. So I think um it will be different. Um, but I think the passion for both myself that and Yvonne have will lead us through. Um And just as well, just to say thanks again to uh, the Creative Ireland Leash and Leash Arts Office on behalf of myself and Yvonne. We're just thrilled about this opportunity. Um, And like I said, we're very excited about getting stuck into it.
2: And it's a great opportunity to have. And as you said, this is sort of a different look for you for documentaries, you know, the live filmmaking. So are are you going to be going out now? How are you going to be getting in touch with people to get involved in this documentary?
5: Yeah, so myself and Yvonne are currently researching. We're, um, we've got a few people in mind that we're going to reach out to. Um, but then, of course, the subject matter that it is is quite intimate. So we have to kind of take in mind that not everybody might be interested in um, discussing uh, their experiences. Mm. Um, and then also just making sure that the people that, that do want to go ahead with it, that they're comfortable in front of the camera. Um, like I said, these are kind of situations or these are professions that aren't talked about that much they're often quite hidden and um, so yeah I think there's going to be a, a balance and discretion and yes yeah, um, but we'll be reaching out to people I think um, there was already a notice in the, the paper today um, just we will be in touch with people in the coming weeks.
2: That's amazing and let's just say there's, there's somebody listening that has a story and you know they're willing to be in front of a camera and to talk to you both how can they get in touch with you? Absolutely, that'd be great. Um, I think they could probably get in touch with maybe Leash Arts Office um, and possibly Thresholds, maybe in in the um, subject matter that might work. And I mean, look, if anyone wants to get in touch with Midlands One Hundred and Three themselves, I'll be able to pass all yes. of the information over to you, Perfect. to you, Ashling. So that'd be that'd be nice. So if anyone does want to get involved in this, and I think it's an absolutely incredible documentary that you're making, because as you said yourself, people don't tend to look that deep into those careers.
5: No, they don't. Um, I suppose they are just very important people. They're they're kind of the gatekeepers of those thresholds um, between life and death. Um, And sometimes we we might never meet them, you know, Um, so it'll be interesting to see their side of the story.
2: So where did the idea for this particular documentary come from?
5: Yeah, I think... um... I suppose I can only speak from my own personal experience, but um, my great grandfather used to be an undertaker, so there was always a uh, there was always kind of a fascination with that um, that job, and I suppose it is a vocation. Um, and then Yvonne herself is a mother of two, so I think we've both had these we're both I suppose spiritual in our own ways, and we both have these conversations ourselves um, about these
2: particular roles, you know. Yeah, and as, and I know so, Yvonne is actually currently out uh, on holiday at the moment, so I hope she is enjoying herself, so hopefully when she yeah. gets back I'll be able to talk to the two of you down the road when yeah. the film is, or the documentary, is, is more um, in its final stages. I'd love to get the two of you back on again to speak about it.
5: Great, absolutely, yeah, we'd be delighted.
2: But I think it's, it's, it is a good area that you're looking into and, and, you know, it might be tough, but it is something that a lot of people should, you know, have knowledge of
5: absolutely yes yeah. yeah, and i think you know we really want to kind of immerse the viewers in those intimate worlds and um, i know we have a it's a short documentary so there's only so much time that we have but we're hoping to kind of bring those experiences to the viewers um and maybe ask the audience to contemplate those you know that relationship between life and death um and kind of an appreciation of those roles and that remarkable journey that we all undertake and how these people are, are important and pivotal to that.
2: Exactly, so I guess and it's a question that I ask everyone that comes onto my show, what are you looking forward to the most in this entire process?
5: Um, I think most of all it's actually just meeting people um, and I think there's an element of documentary where you can write and plan only to a certain point and then after that there's a little bit of a chance or kind of impromptu, unknowing part of it as well, um, and that's where the magic happens because it can lead you down a different path that you weren't planning. Um, so I think that's what we're looking forward to. Is there's kind of there's a, the element of the unknown, and I think that's the magic within documentary.
2: And it is true, you don't know what's going to happen and that's exactly, as you said it perfectly, where the magic happens. Ashling, we're in, thank you so much for coming on the show this evening and telling us thank all about it and again. I'm really looking forward to hearing more of Threshold when it comes out in the next year.
6: Thank you so much, you. Shannon. Much appreciated.
2: Thanks, Shannon. Appreciate that. Thank you. Big thank you again to them for joining us and we look forward to following the journey of Threshold as it comes to life and makes its way to the Irish and international Film Festival Circus I think it's absolutely incredible what they're doing but just before I close the show I just want to say that the Strad Ballet Summer Workshops for Culture Night for children and teenagers is coming up and if you want any more information on that you can go to at artsofficeatleashcoco.ie it'll be a great night. That is all the time we have for this evening on Encore. I hope you've enjoyed this evening's show just as much as I have. Thank you to all of the amazing guests that have joined me. Remember if you want to listen back to any of the interviews this evening you'll be able to find it all on podcasts on midlands103.com tomorrow and of course if you want to be involved in the show or if you have something that you want to hear on Encore make sure to email me encore at midlands103.com I'll be back next Thursday with more of what's happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and West mead and if again there's anything you want mentioned encore at midlands 103 or of course contact us through our social media channels anywhere with at midlands 103 stay right here on midlands 103 as joe cooney is up just after the eight o'clock news with country roads have a great weekend and i'll chat to you then